Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the She Built This podcast. Did you notice that a couple of weeks ago, I think it was Christina Granahan's episode, I just completely forgot to add the intro music in. With all my little systems and processes over here, I am not always as on it as it may appear. Anywho, we got that intro music back in today, and today we get to also welcome back a return guest of mine, Jessica Terzakis, who has not been on my podcast since I first started four years ago. And you may or may not have noticed that um, I have been having a lot of return guests because this year, as I've mentioned a couple times, I'm actually starting to sound like a broken record at this point. One of the things that I've been focusing on is going deeper versus wider, which as it relates to this podcast means bringing a few of my favorite past guests on to have deeper conversations or touch on topics in different ways or cover a different topic entirely that I wanted to talk to them about in the first interview and just didn't get the chance. In Jessica's case, a lot has actually changed in her business in the past four years. I mean, hasn't it all for so many of us, right? Jessica has shifted a lot in what she offers and for whom and how she works with them. And as I've watched her go through this change, I've also seen her content shift on social media, probably like most heavily over the past two years. Um, And Jessica's content, it is the kind of content that you can't not comment on or save to come back to comment on. She's always raising interesting perspectives, asking great questions, and bringing people into the conversation to engage with what she shares. And she gives what she asks for. So she does that too with other people's content. So because I'm always looking at Jessica's stuff thinking like, oh my goodness, how does she do it? And so I decided to have her on, a fellow content creator asking her little secrets. So in this episode, we actually start off by talking about the Netflix show Beef, which is what I'm referring to when I just like cold open with that. And if you know me, you'll catch the way that I tried to open was funny in my head, but it didn't work out so well in execution. But Jessica is so good. She just went with it anyway. And we end up tying something as mundane as what you're watching on Netflix to shareable business content. So make sure you listen for that. We also talk about how to create more engagement in your content what you might want to avoid. And some of that avoidance is just because everybody else is doing it. Like, why would you want to do what everybody else is doing? We talk about how to start looking at your everyday life as a source of content that you can use in your business. One thing I really love about Jessica is how open she is and how generous she is with her information. We have some really awesome rapport between the two of us, which will come out in our conversation. And Jessica uses her superpower, I think, of asking such great questions and also being so super smart to pull out that same intelligence in other people that she helps to work with. And totally fair warning, I think you're really going to love Jessica. You may want to rewind this episode and listen to it again and again and again. Don't say I did not warn you. Um, But with that, let's get to my favorite sentence of all time, which is without further ado. 
If this is your first time joining us here on the She Built This podcast, quick hello from me personally. My name is Emily Aborn. I'm a content copywriter as well as podcast host of this show and my brand new podcast all about content called Content with Character. So if you love this episode, make sure to check out that show. All of the links to connect with me are always in the show notes. Um, so be sure to check that out. And if you love listening to our interview, Make sure that you stick around by following, subscribing, liking, whatever your podcast app tells you to do so that you can be sure to hear new episodes when they come out on Wednesdays. My guest Jessica Terzakis today is a content creator with Terzakis and Associates. She helps service-based entrepreneurs monetize their expertise. And for the past seven years, she supported clients in creating lucrative courses and programs, which allow them to get out of that one-to-one client work and also create unlimited potential for their business by spending more time doing the things that they love. Jessica was actually a former teacher and she's brought in a lot of her teaching and presentation skills to the stage. She's been featured on premier podcasts, spoken on dozens of in-person and virtual stages, and also led her own virtual training program, which shows entrepreneurs how to add those multiple streams of revenue to their business. I think you're going to love our chat. And don't forget to stick around for the hot takes pick at the end of the episode with yours truly, and we'll do a speedy little debrief. Jessica, welcome back to the She Built This podcast. I think it's like four years later. You know, I was thinking about it this morning because I was like, was that really four years ago? And then, you know, that scene from Titanic where like older Rose is like, it's been 84 years. I was like, it just feels like it's been only four years. And yet at the same time, it's been this accordion of like, so much has changed and so much has happened. So I'm just so excited to have the opportunity to come back to a podcast that I've been on before. Well, this year I'm picking my, my 12, I don't want to say my 12 favorite, but they are my 12 favorite people (laughs) to come back on the show and like revisit like where you've been and where you are now, but also like dive deeper into the topics because between you and me, uh, when you first came on my show, I was, I had no idea what I was doing. (laughs) Don't know if it was obvious, but I didn't know what I was doing. No, you had like a whole studio set up. I was like, she is just a total professional. But I I was just cutting my podcast teeth, so to speak. So the reason I brought you on is because I want to talk about the show Beef. Mm, oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> um, for those listening who haven't seen it yet, I, is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. It's like, I think number two trending. Like you can't, if you log into Netflix, you can't miss it. So I had no idea what we were getting into. I have no idea what's going to happen, but I have some sneaky suspicions. (laughs) Um, But if you haven't seen it yet and you're looking for like, what would you say? It's like a, it's not like an edge of your seat, but it's just like one of those things that makes you lean in and be like, what is going to happen? It kind of is. I think it taps into... I think a very common thing that a lot of people are feeling, which is sort of this like simmering frustration or just Mm. annoyance with, with things going on in their life and in like the greater like world around them. And then it is surprisingly like edge of your seat. Like I actually would say that you're like, where are they going to take it now? We just finished episode seven last night and there's three more episodes. I'm like, what do you mean? It's not like, they still have so much more to cover. Oh, you're so way, yeah. you're way ahead of us. We, we're going to get back on that train tonight. So oh, I'm, no, no spoilers here. I won't spoil anything. Well, if you haven't seen the show, it's 
one that I, I mean, I guess as of now, I would recommend it um, if you're yeah. into that kind of thing. And I think it's a good segue because you're always talking about like you do this so well in your content, in your copy, you take something that you're doing in your life, like watching beef on Netflix, and then you somehow turn it into like, here's what I'm doing in my business, or here's how it <laughs> relates to business, or here's how it relates to entrepreneurs. So I guess I want to talk about like where you've been and where you are now, but how did you like learn to do that as a skill? Yeah. So, all right. So what have we done since 2019? I mean, oh my gosh. So I guess to keep this to like a Cliff's Notes version, I mean, so, so for those of you listening, so I'm in business with my mom. I've been in business with her since 2016, which feels ancient at this point in like the business world. Right. And, you know, before you know, COVID, our plan was for, for me to go out and do speaking tours to get on planes and go to conferences and go to hotels and, you know, bring in clients that way. And I think at that point, I in the business was sort of figuring out what my role was and what my skill set was. And I would say since then, we've really deepened into what our strengths are. Right. So Susan has a really great skill set that she's deeply like really gone into. And then I have a skill set that I've leaned into. And I think that's really provided us a lot more just ease and fun. And I think I, I wrote a post about this actually. I think you liked it. It was about this concept of self awareness. Mm. I think since then we've really figured out like, okay, so what do we want this to look like? What do we want to feel like in this business? What do we want to do? And I love Susan's question like, how can we have more fun? Because I think before COVID, it was a lot of like, go, go, go. We were building a lot of things and doing a lot of things. And now it's like, okay, what do we want to spend our time doing? What kind of clients do we want to work with? It's saying yes to certain things and also saying no to things and not feeling FOMO, you know, because I definitely feel that more, probably more than Susan for sure. But I'm like, oh, if we say no to this, what's going to happen? It's like, you know what? No, like it's okay to want what we want and really lean into that. So, so that's, that's essentially what we, what, what I would say is our, our greatest outcome of going through COVID as an entrepreneur. I think a lot of people are feeling that right now, like the desire to say yes to things that are really, that feel really good. And it, and it mm -hmm. helps you when you're marketing something or when you're sharing about something, when you are genuinely, truly excited about it. And you're not just like, worried about missing out or what happens if you don't do this thing or what happens if you don't say yes to this kind of client. So I love that. Um, and maybe we can tie that into like specifically like how you work with the business owners and for sure entrepreneurs in your business. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say, you know, so, so we serve two different types of entrepreneurs. So Susan works with basically any type of like, I would say traditional entrepreneur, like brick and mortar. We, she's worked with electricians and real estate agents and, and all of that. And I tend to work primarily with the online coaches and consultants, right? The service-based entrepreneurs. And, and my expertise is really pulling out what's in their head and packaging that into a course or coaching program so they can add more revenue to their business. And I would say, for, for my service in particular, it's been having a lot more intentional conversations around like, what is your skill set? What do you want to be known for? Like, what do, how do you want to create an amazing learning experience for your clients? Right. And it's a lot of like, you know, for example, 
ChatGPT is huge right now, right? And we're seeing tons of people pop up with a ChatGPT course. And I'm like, well, wait a second. Can we add a little bit more congruence to the conversation, right? Like, let's lean into what your expertise is and let's build something really impactful and powerful for your clients that's going to help them and support them and make you money at the same time and not make you feel like you're constantly just trying to create something that's going to make you money, right? So it's been even this shift in that little world that I, I'm really excited about. And I think people are ready for it. Um, and as far as, as, as Susan's, you know, side goes, like we, you were at it, right. We hosted that mastermind oh, in January. It was so great. Yeah. I forgot how much I loved in-person stuff until we did that. And I think it's a lot more of like, we want to get into the trenches with our clients. We want a lot more intimacy, a lot more connection, a lot more of people that we're working with feeling like we're in their corner. And so it's about creating not just the the long-term services that we offer clients, but experiences and opportunities to connect with them like a mastermind, right? So that's all, that's, I mean, I could go on, like we've got lots of exciting stuff in the works, but that's what I would say is, is going on. So when it comes to people, I guess, creating courses and like the content that goes, both goes into it and the content that promotes it, what do you see people struggling with the most? I would say there's, what's interesting about that question is, uh, there's two big things that I think get in people's way of of not just creating something that's really powerful, but actually releasing it to the world, right? Because a lot of times people are like, I've been thinking about this course or program for like six months, right? And it's still not out the door. And there's two things. One, it's believing in the skills that you have right now, the genius you have right now, and using that to build something, build the curriculum for a course or a program or put that into content. I see a lot of especially women sort of say, like, I was talking with a doctor and she's like, I think I need to go take another certification to release this. I'm like, you're a doctor. What other certification could you possibly need? Right. So I see that. I see a lot of the, like, I don't feel like I'm, I'm qualified enough or ready enough. And this is even with successful business owners, right? Like people who are not new to this, I, I, that's sort of a secret conversation we have. Um, and then there's this, this, I don't feel like I'm giving enough value, the V word, right? There's not enough value in this, right? And that's that's in like social media kind of marketing content, as well as the content that's within paid offers. It's like, I never feel like I'm giving enough. Like there's not enough value. There's not enough support. It's not enough for people. So those are sort of the two big, big hurdles that I support clients with when we're building that. I definitely want to talk to that piece of like taking another course or getting another certification. <laughs> and I think it even comes in small ways. Like it comes when somebody is like, oh, I can't email. Uh, I just heard someone yesterday say, I can't email my list yet because, and she left, listed off 10 reasons that she could mm -hmm. not send an email to her list. And they were not to between you and me, they were not reasons that would stop me from emailing my <laughs> list. Like I was like, and we can still hit send and we can still hit send. So I think that happens a lot and we get stuck in that and then we just don't do anything. And I think when it, you know, when it comes down to anything we're creating or writing or doing, like you have to actually do it, you know, you have to actually take that step forward. So I love that you help people through that mm -hmm. and through the blocks that are stopping them from feeling like they're enough and feeling like they're ready now, because uh, yeah, everybody is an expert in some thing, some way. Yeah. And I would say, you know, just thinking about social media content, you were asking me like, how do you, 
how do you come up with these connections? You know, I, I shifted. Cause I think in that vein of like, I, I don't feel like I'm ready yet, or I've got to have all these pieces in place, or I don't feel like I'm giving enough value is that, is that, you know, you're, you're, I feel like people just take it way too seriously. Like it's gotta be perfect. It's gotta be all together. And the way I started pumping out a lot more content on social media was I stopped treating every single post, like the end of the all. Yes. Right. (laughs) I had a client once say to me like, oh, you're not like one post is not going to get me to like a five figure client. I was like, no. So, so take the pressure off and treat it more. Like I am just going to create this incredible body of work with the expertise that I have. Right. And I'm going to talk about the things that I want to talk about. And it's one post and then I can keep going. Right. You can keep going. You can say the same thing again tomorrow. <laughs> and you can say the same thing again the next day. I love that reminder. I just mm-hmm. sent it in my email this morning. Like, don't put so much weight on one piece of content. Yeah. And additionally, like, this is one thing I love about what you had said about you and Susan doing the mastermind. Don't put so much weight in just like posting on social media. You Correct. know, there are other ways we need to connect and and meet with our potential clients or meet with our clients. And those things include networking. Those things include collaborating. Those things include even like being on a podcast with somebody else. That is a form of like marketing yourself and connecting mm-hmm. with somebody else. So things like that, like if you are putting unless you're an influencer, (laughs) which like, yay, if you are put all your stock in social media, but unless you're an influencer, all of your marketing, like marketing doesn't equate to social media marketing. You know, it's a full pie and that's just a slice of the pie. So I yeah. love that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. We'll roll totally away our agree. soap boxes now. Oh, no, wait, <laughs> I'm going to get them back out. Cause actually I want to hear what kind of like, <laughs> I kind of want to hear what gets under your skin when you're, you know, you, sp- I know you do really well on LinkedIn. So I think that's a good place. Like what sort of, are you seeing out there in the world of content creation that you're like, no, please no. <laughs> Can we do less of that? I, I think it's, um, and what's interesting is like, my primary platform tends to be Facebook, right? I've just started yeah. to dip my toe back more consistently on LinkedIn. And they're two very like creating content for the two different platforms is different. So uh, that's been a learning lesson for me, especially with LinkedIn. But a lot of what I see is it's sort of two things. I mean, this is such a good, you ask good questions, right? <laughs> Thank you. Um, I, I would say it's the, I see this more on Facebook. It's the um, manufactured kind of controversy. It's the unpopular mm. opinion, the rant. Like for me, when I go on social media right now, I'm looking to feel inspired, right? I'm looking to feel like oh, I'm inspired in a really empowered way as opposed to um, think the finger wagging. I think you and I have talked about this where it's like the finger wagging, it's, it's pointing out what people are doing wrong. Uh, I just think that attracts and generates a sort of uh, complainy kind of environment, right? And I, I played with this a bit on Facebook where I, uh, one time I asked like, what's your biggest challenge or biggest complaint about posting on social media? I mean, no surprises, the kind of engagement that I got. And I was like, you know what? I just, I don't want to read that kind of content right now with the space that I'm in. And I also think, you know, from a business standpoint, I think I I can't see that translating to the most productive sales opportunities or the most productive client relationships either. When you start off on that like ranty kind of foot, I and I'll tell you what I think of LinkedIn too. If you wanted to jump in, yeah, I wanted to say it kind of relates to how I mean ties into how I feel about when people just go so heavy on the pain point marketing, where it's mm-hmm. just like bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, bullet point, and by the end of it, you're like 
oh my God, I feel all these things and I need to buy. And then you're hitting that like buy now button, just feeling so bad about yourself, thinking Mm. that the thing on the other side is going to fix you, fix your problem. And so I don't like that either. And I think the two of them go hand in hand where it's like, instead of focusing on the transformation or Mm. like the actual, like, here's how I actually can help you move forward. You know, we just, people I'm seeing that like, it's, it's dark. It's like a dark, deep dive into my pain. And I don't want that right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think on, on LinkedIn, right. Again, different kind of platform. I see a lot more like gatekeepy kind of content. Like I saw something, I was going to send you a screenshot of it. It was someone who was posting like, um, if your assistant reaches out to me to book a oh. podcast or something like that, then expect that I won't interview you. So I see a lot, maybe it's who, I don't know if it's who's in my feed right now, but I'm like, this is really, it's so, so interesting. So I think it's that sort of conflating that you're too busy or too important on LinkedIn. That's what I see anyway. Um, Ooh, yeah. All right. Let's yeah. spin this to the positive. Like what, yeah. what's a good way to interact on LinkedIn and how do we kind of like not... Like, I don't want to do those things. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think it's just, you know, if I bring back the example of beef, right. And you're like, you're just able to take these like everyday kind of moments. I have found that anytime that I invite people into a conversation with me. So asking them, for example, like, how do you feel about this? Or what have you noticed? Or what would you add to this list? Right. Creates, um, I think a, a sense of community and mm-hmm. opens up opportunity to have conversation with people. Um, Cause a lot of people are like, how do I just get more engagement? I'm like, just ask more questions, get mm-hmm. people to, to, to interact with you. So I would say that that's across platforms. So for example, yesterday I, I posted on Facebook, you know, here's what was really trendy with online courses and, and coaching programs, you know, pre 2023, right. Here's sort of like how they were marketed and how they were run. And, and here's how from 2023 and beyond, here's the shift I'm noticing and feeling. And I said, I asked people like, what would you add to this list? Right. Especially if you're buying or creating one yourself. And that I think lends itself to, I wouldn't just say like blanket positivity, but it opens a fun dialogue and invites people in. So it's less of the conflating importance. Like, do you know what I mean? I, I, I think that's just a much more dynamic way of creating content. Yeah. So two things here. First of all, if you are like a person who's kind of just struggling to know what to say or struggling to know how to get started, asking questions is a great way to get yeah. started. But secondly, one thing that you said, which I really want us to remember is that this is a dialogue. So one thing I think we probably see is people who post and then like never come back to check the Mm -hmm. comments. And Mm -hmm. over time, that makes it so that you as a, as a participant are not commenting on their stuff. So it is important that it is a dialogue. Like people always say to me, you're so good at replying to your comments. And I know you are too. Um, It's like, yes, because it's a conversation. Like I actually wanted to have a conversation with you. I didn't just like stick it out there to make a post today. (laughs) So just, just remember that. And I'm not suggesting, you know, I had to clarify this on I gave a presentation on Monday night. I'm not suggesting we spend hours and hours and hours of our no. time. Time block your day so that you have time to go back to those no- notifications and give them like really thoughtful responses when you're present and you're focused and you're not like brushing your teeth and commenting back. <laughs> Yay. You know, I- I'm guilty of that too sometimes, but uh, giving people like really mindful responses, I think is another way to stand out on these, on all of these platforms. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, the, the age old question, I think the two of us are asked whether it's like marketing content or whether it's like 
paid content that you're putting in an offer. It's like, how do I stand out? A lot of it is, you know, how you engage with your, with your followers. And I agree, like I do not spend hours on social media. I think some people do, it's their, it's their thing, but you don't have to. Right. Yeah. So, so that, I think that's a very good point of clarification. We are not suggesting you go spend four hours on LinkedIn. <laughs> um, okay. Let's kind of bring a, not, not to go back to beef again, but like when yeah. someone says to you, oh my God, my life is so boring. Like you're, you're really good at storytelling. Okay. And I know that that's something we both talk about a lot is like how to bring stories into your content, because I think that's something people can connect to and relate to. And it's another in addition to asking questions, it's another really good way to share content on these platforms. So when someone comes to you and they're like, well, I have a, just a super boring life, so I can't come up with any stories, you know, or, <laughs> or how do I draw the parallel from a, an everyday story about opening my refrigerator to what I'm offering in my business? So how do you mm-hmm. kind of like help people with those two, I'm not going to call them struggles, but challenges. Yeah. So I think the first one is, you know, it's interesting because I experienced this myself coming into the entrepreneurial world. I was like, I don't have enough stories. Like, cause I mm-hmm. thought stories meant like, this was my thinking, like story must mean it's a big philosophical moment or it's this big, big, big light bulb transformation. And totally. it can be stories can be, but also stories can be like, you know, Dolly Parton said it best in her Netflix documentary, Here I Am, I think is, is the name of it. And her mentor said to her, she was coming up with all these songs and her mentor was like, talk about the things that are relatable to people, right? Talk about the things that people want to hear about. And, and as you're like the common denominators, relationships, food, what we're watching on TV. And some of you listening to this may be like, who cares what I'm watching on TV or who cares what I, what I'm eating? Jessica and, and I do. Yeah. <laughs> I will, I will engage with your content for sure. I think it's the, it's the appreciating that one people actually do enjoy those kind of moments. They do. That's how they connect with you. And I think that the more you can shut out that narration of like, no one's going to find this interesting. Who cares? Why would people want to read my stuff? The more you can sort of shut that out and the more you can start talking about these things that you're doing in your everyday life, you will honestly be so surprised. Sometimes I'm surprised. I'll post something. I'm like, wow, I can't believe, you know, that people were interested in that. Right. Um, and as far as like how, how I come up with those moments and like every day here, I'll give you an example. So Alex, my fiance and I, we are setting up, we're gardening, right? We're, we're building a garden. And one of the things that we discovered was like, oh, when you take a flower out of the pot that you get at the store, you have to break up the roots because that's what helps the, the flower expand once it's in right. the ground. Right? right. As opposed to feeling stifled. And I was like, oh my gosh. That's exactly what so many entrepreneurs feel like when they feel like they're in a box or they're given a one size fits all kind of experience, right? It's like, you got to break up, you, you, you have to get out of the mold for your genius and brilliance to come out. And so I've just been trained. I, I was an English major. I taught English. I taught high school English. And I just have turned my brain on to think metaphorically. And I'm super, super aware of what my ideal clients pains, fears, frustrations are not to use in a manipulative sense, but I I'm aware of what they're thinking and what they're saying to themselves. So when I'm in a moment, I'm like, Oh my gosh, this connects to that. Right. So it does take, it does take, it's a skill you have to develop, but 
that's how I come up with these random obscure situations right now with beef. I don't know yet. I have to finish the show for it to yeah. see kind of like where they take it. But, um, and I yeah. think a good, a good place for people to get started with that is like next time you are at the grocery store at the post office or driving in your car, when something happens that it could be minor, you know, somebody could cut you off in traffic or, uh, pass you in the right lane, whatever it is, just take a minute, like take like a little, like eyeball snapshot and be like, okay, how could I tie this back to what my clients are feeling or experiencing? Like it could be something just take like the tiniest little thing and think about how you might use it. And, and maybe you will draw that connection. Then I also see people doing segues that you they take such a like hard left turn that you're like, Whoa, not every situation will apply. Right. Sometimes you're, if, if, if it feels forced, like, mm-hmm don't, you don't necessarily have to make it work. Um, but, but I think in many cases, it's just tuning into, again, that's why I started that, that, that to answer that question with the more you tell yourself that your experiences and stories are interesting and valid, and people do want to hear these, the more those opportunities are going to pop up because yeah. then you're not censoring yourself of like, well, no one cares about that. No one wants to hear what I've got to say. And here's the cool thing. Can I tell you the other cool thing about that? Please. (laughs) This is when we're talking about putting courses and programs together, right? Where a client pays you to work, you know, um, and, and solve a problem. That's what enhances your teaching. People are like, Oh, you know, how do I, how do I stand out? How do I become a memorable teacher? Like, how do I get clients to want to learn and go through my course or through my coaching content? It's like, well, what examples, what stories are you telling that match your core, like theoretical teaching content? Yeah. Right. It's, it's those things that make you memorable. Um, okay. The other topic I know that we had discussed talking about, um, is how to get people interested in what you're interested in. So when it Mm. comes to anything that you're promoting a workshop, a course, a, a uh, one-to-one coaching package, um, how do you get people as excited about it as you are? Well, let's assume, first of all, that you are excited about it. <laughs> I think that's the foundation is like, first of all, you have to be excited about it, which is why I think starting the, the podcast off with like creating more congruence. Like it's like, I'm doing something I love doing. I'm creating something I'm excited about because that energetically people feel. Totally. Uh, I'm going to bring up an important lesson that I learned a couple years ago from, I think we, we both follow her, Simone Soul. Oh yeah. Right. Who's just, she's great. She had, it was one of her lead magnets I downloaded and it was all about copy because she's a copy, you know, genius. And one of the things she said was, it's not that people aren't interested. You just haven't given them a reason to be interested. And I was like, that's really interesting because again, we're tackling that belief that like, well, no one would want to hear about this because, you know, they're just not interested. They just need to be taught how to be interested. So teach us how to teach them how to be interested. (laughs) One of the things that, you know, I, I think there are a lot of different ways that you can do this. And I think one of the things that I have helped clients with, especially when it comes to releasing like a program or a webinar or, or something in that vein is attach a mission to it, Mm -hmm. like invite people into, into that mission. So for example, um, you know, I'm trying to think of a concrete example, So one of our clients is, um, she's a photographer and I was like, you know, to get people excited about this workshop that you are going to be hosting, that's going to help people with headshots. Like, let's think about this. Why should they be excited about this? Why should they want this? Like, what, what is this going to do? If you attach a mission, which is I am on a mission 
to help business owners who are constantly not seen, who are overlooked and not given the opportunities to, to finally get noticed with incredible headshots. And here's why I'm so passionate about this, right? So you see, you take it up a level as opposed to being like, here's my workshop or like, I get, I'm sure you get DMS like this all the time. Like I just published my book or like, I've got my program coming out. It's like, well, why should I, why should I care? Right. You attach a mission to it. It's bigger than you. Yeah. And not, you know, that I love that you brought this up because this is actually something I'm talking about, uh, this month is again, going back to being repetitive, but like looking at all the different pieces and parts of what you're sharing and the different ways to talk about it. So for example, with a book, it's like, I can show you the why of the book, like the mission of the book. I can show you the behind the scenes as I'm creating the book and get you like involved in it. I can show you two covers of the book and like, say, which one do you like better? Even if I already know which one I'm going to choose, I can still ask my audience and get them involved. Um, And then you kind of like, you kind of bring people into it so that it's more of like a full experience rather than just, rather than just, here's my event, here's my event, here's my event, here's my event. And you're repeating the same exact bullet points over and over and over again. Um, It's, It's like you said, it's creating a dialogue where it's like, well, now people get to be part of the planning, the creation, the, you know, and then when you've released the book and you're like, look, which cover I, I, you know, chose and thank you so much for your input. People, people are going to be way more invested than, oh, here's my book. Please help me get number one Amazon bestseller. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess the question to start with when, uh, when you're sharing anything like that, that you're excited about is like, answer the question first of why should they care? And then Mm -hmm. show them that, show them that in the content that you're creating around that piece and get them involved in it too. So that, because we care about the things we're invested in, right? We care about the things that we're part of. So that's the big thing. I think people, (laughs) people want to be a part of something. They're looking to be a part of something. And I think in terms of like relationship building, right, this could be on social, like we've been talking. And as you mentioned, it could also be in like your in-person networking and conversations. It's, it's, it's inviting them in to have an input and a say, and then they feel like they're, they're part of whatever it is that you're creating. Yeah. All right. Are you ready for my rapid roundup questions? I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I such hope good so questions. Too. I'm like, I don't know what I'm, I'm walking into here. <laughs> um, all right. What is coming up for you that you're excited about right now? Might sound a little, might rhyme with betting. I do. I am getting married in Iceland of all places at the end of May. So we are just, just a little over the 30 day mark. So personally, I just couldn't be more excited. I'm so excited for it. And I think when this podcast comes out, it will literally be like in two days. Unless I Oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we can all we can all go over to Jessica on Facebook and wish her a big congratulations. Yes. Um, all right. What is something people tease you about in your personality, but you think that it's actually a superpower or a strength that you have? Uh, you and I have this in common. I ask so many questions, <laughs> right? I'm just naturally curious, right? And I think people, yeah, I've learned, I've learned over the years, like when to sort of stop asking the questions and which questions are appropriate to ask, right? But I, I see it as a superpower. It's how I get people's geniuses out of their head and into something really compelling. So yeah. Yeah. I think we do ask a lot of questions. (laughs) Although on my podcast, I will say my friends usually are just like roll their eyes, but uh, on my podcast, specifically people tell me I ask good questions. So I'm going to go with that. (laughs) 
<laughs> but see, okay. So I just want to like one more audio highlight. And I do do this often with my little rapid roundup, but this is a way that we are relating to other people, like other people who are listening that are like, oh my God, I ask a million questions too. They're listening already. And they're like, oh yeah you know, raising their hand. That's exactly what I do. And that's one little tiny example. Jessica could literally take this question, turn it into another piece of content and get people engaged in that conversation. So, and so could totally. I, and maybe we will. <laughs> maybe we will. <laughs> All right. Um, why don't you share how to find and connect and like what you would want to have people working with you on um, online? Oh my goodness. So Facebook is the easiest way to get in touch with me. I'm on LinkedIn as well, but Facebook's definitely where I spend the bulk of my time. So connect with me as of right now. Okay. So Jessica Terzakis, the name Jessica Terzakis, there's only one of me that I can tell on Facebook that is not true for my soon to be husband's last name. There are many Jessica Samanskis. So right now you can find me under Jessica Terzakis. I put out a lot of content. I love engaging with people there so you can connect with me there. And in terms of what I'm excited to help entrepreneurs with right now is putting really killer courses and programs together and then talking about how we can uh, release those incredible offers to the world. So if you are thinking of scaling your business, adding more revenue, wanting to get more into teaching, those are the things that I am really leaning into this year. I love it. Um, and if you can't find Jessica on Facebook, you can just find her in my friends list. So <laughs> just search Jessica. You might be like one of four. So, okay. <laughs> um, thank you so much, Jessica. I'll make sure all those links are in the show notes so that everybody can find you. And this was a super fun conversation. So thanks uh -huh. for having it. And, I wish and we like, could go for another hour. Honestly, I know, I know. people are like, no, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yay, you stayed for the hot takes. Today, I do have just a few little takeaways from our interview, um, three to be exact, like I said, a few. Number one, I loved Jessica's point about being aware of when our content is actually invoking negativity and like inviting people to gripe and complain. And I also love raising that awareness of like when we're doing the finger wagging or the gatekeeping thing. I think it's really important to think about how we're coming across in our communication and what kind of space we really want to create on our social media platforms when we're opening up these online conversations. Um, my second takeaway was I really want to encourage you that I think I want to encourage you in that I think that there are some online mediums like LinkedIn and Facebook groups specifically, um, Mighty Networks, maybe others that are actually going to get better not worse when it comes to connection. Now, this is like totally just my opinion, totally just like a little hunch or a little theory that I've started to kind of think about, but hear me out. I could see a world in which content and the internet is changing quite a bit, right? And we are we would we are inundated with more that is not human created and not real. And as a result, I think that we are going to be seeking out more of what is like we're going to want these real conversations and these real connections. And sometimes we'll find them online, right? We'll use these mediums like LinkedIn and Facebook groups to find those connections, but then move them to other form forums. And I just really want to encourage you in that because I think that these tools are 
exactly that, right? They're tools to engage in conversations and connect with other people. But then I want to say like the invitation here is to take those connections to more to other settings or curate your own group that meets off of social media. But I think that those things are going to be really useful tools in finding your people. Uh, Takeaway number three, if you loved this conversation, I do actually want to invite you one more time to head over to my Content with Character podcast. It is a new podcast all about marketing and visibility in a human out of the box way that works for you. And we'll be covering a lot of topics just like this one and so much more over there. I would love to have you join me. And don't worry, you're not just gonna be like constantly inundated with Emily Aborn in your ears. The Content with Character podcast comes out on Tuesdays and we'll be airing every single week on that podcast. The She Built This podcast is actually gonna be moving to an every other week basis starting in June or July. Um, Lastly, send me a message if you have seen the show Beef on Netflix and if you have thoughts, and then I'll get you another recommendation if you need one after that or a book if you prefer. Let's talk book. Let's talk books and shows if you're into it. Send me an email or a message on Instagram. And as always, you can find those things, all the links to everything I mentioned, all the links to connect with Jessica in you guessed it, the show notes. Okay, have a great week. I will chat with you next Wednesday. I have something super fun up my sleeve for you. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.